You're listening to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts, Danielle Cuomo, CEO, Nicole Ells, COO, Chief Operations Officer, and Cassandra Blake, Virtual Operations Manager. We are here to provide you with a vital lifeline to executive advice that you've never heard before. We have the tools, the resources, and the tactics to help you reach the next level. Whether you're just starting out or have been in business for decades, listen in for exclusive tips and content to suit your needs. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average CEO Lifeline. Today, we are talking about delegation and not in the sense that you would typically hear. We are talking about why delegation is not working for you. We are talking about how to make it work and stop beating around the bush about it. I have Cassandra here with me today, and she is all things delegation with our team. So her expert insight is going to be invaluable to you. So why does delegation not always work? Well, we don't have the patience 99% of the time to teach someone, especially if you're in a C-suite, if you are just getting started as an entrepreneur, time is valuable and you may feel like training someone is not going to be a great use of your time. You'd rather do it yourself, get it right the first time and move on. When you're really limiting yourself to higher level tasks that you can be training someone to do for you. You may also try delegation, try delegation. And then all of a sudden you get back a a task that you gave your new assistant and it is not anything close to what you expected. I can't tell you how many times a day I hear, well, I gave that task, I got it back and it just wasn't right. So I had to redo it. I think it's important to understand that finding someone right off the bat who understands your tasks is going to need to be a mind reader who truly understands your communication, behavioral style, work style, brand, everything. It is one in 99 chance that you're going to find that person who understands everything. So understanding how to delegate and how to delegate so that really, no matter who you are giving the task to, will understand what you're looking for back because the assistant you may love may not be with you forever. And you don't want to have to retrain someone, all of these processes. You want to make sure that they're written down, that everything is clear, and it can be seamlessly transferred to save you time and money. So with that said, Cassandra, what do you think is the number one thing you would give advice for when starting to delegate? I would actually have to agree with everything you just said. (laughs) Um, My number one advice, especially when delegation starts taking place, is you have to have patience. Um, It is not something that is going to happen overnight. Like you said, it is not something um, that you can expect right out the gate. Um, You may find that unicorn and it may happen. but you just kind of have to keep that in your back pocket that it's going to be a learning process. So one of the things I tell my clients um, all the time and even my team members is, you know, I'm learning how you operate, you're learning how I operate. Um, 
if you haven't done any type of disc assessment, it's always great to have as well, because that way you can have a better understanding of how everyone communicates. Everybody so communicates different. Let's stop you right there. Cause some of our listeners might be saying, Sandra, what the heck is disc, <laughs> right? So disc is an assessment. May, some of you may be more familiar with the term Myers-Briggs. It mm -hmm. will teach you about your communication style and teach you how to communicate with others who have the same or different communication styles. So sorry to cut you sorry. off, but I know many of our listeners may be saying, disc? What, what is disc? No, no, you're perfectly fine. And honestly, I believe um, you can find disc assessments free online as well. You can certainly find free disc assessments online. Yeah. So that is something, um, you know, that definitely does help because like I said, everybody learns differently. Everybody communicates differently. How I may think I'm saying something you may take as an insult. There are just so many different types of ways. So one of the things I always do like to start off with delegation is just letting them know, like, this is how I'm coming across. If you're reading this and you find that, you know, you need more detail or you need less detail or, you know, if you didn't like, if you still had questions, you didn't understand, then come back to me. Let's work on this. Let's work it out. Let's figure it out. So that way you have that smooth train going down the line. Um, so that would probably, like I said, your patience is a huge key um, to at least start with to the point where you basically, you become second nature with your, your person. Um, to the point where you can, I have a, one of my team members, I, she's been with me for a few months now, it will get to the point where I will just say like, Hey, this is what needs to be done for such and such. And she already knows right off the bat without me having to go over everything because it's been a routine. It's something that's handled on a regular basis. Um, but then say, you know, Sally Lee down the street, you know, if I'm talking to her about delegation, I would start off the same way. Like, hey, this is what needs to be done. These are the tasks at hand. Here's A, B, C, D, details, any questions. And then we kind of loop back. Um, so yeah, it's just patience and a learning process. I completely agree. And having the stressors of being a CEO, a COO, a CMO, an entrepreneur, et cetera, patience and time is hard because you're, you're stressed. And typically the CEO is a visionary and not detail oriented, like your assistant may be. So the communication styles are already opposing each other, understanding the communication and behavioral style that your assistant has and letting your assistant understand yours will significantly improve your communication and delegation because the CEO may just want bullet points. This is how, what tasks I want done, but the assistant goes, well, when's it due? How do I do it? What are the logins? What platform do I use? What's their brand? Where do I pull the information from? And being a visionary, you may not have time to answer all those questions, but it truly will pay off in the long run. So what are some other tips that we can give you to put delegation in place now and for it to be successful in the long run? I think deadlines is huge, right? The first thing I do when I'm giving a project to someone is I tell them what my expectation is, what my goal is, and what's my deadline. So 
without even telling them what I want them to do, where I want them to go immediately. This is what I'm expecting. This is the deadline that I'm expecting it. That sets clear expectation of what your end goal is, how are, what are they need to do to succeed, and then what's the time frame they need to get it done in. Would you agree, Cassandra? I would. Um, I would definitely state that I think deadlines are a huge thing. Um, it allows the um, other person to uh, prioritize correctly and make sure you know their their deadlines are being met. I also think um, on top of a deadline, you kind of also work with in what time should it be completed. So if you're working on a task that you're like, hey, I need this in two hours, make sure you're straight up with that. Um, if you only have a budget for a certain amount of hours and you're trying to be very time conscious, make sure that you note that, that, hey, can you only spend two hours a day, you know, working on my tasks or can you do 30 minutes here? So one of the benefits of stating, hey, I need this in a certain amount of time, 30 minutes, an hour or two hours, what may take me 10 minutes to complete might take Nicole 20. Everybody works differently. So you want to make sure that you can also kind of learn your assistance um, speed, how, what they can handle in that certain time frame. Um, I think also, Nicole, one of the things that I also like to do is, especially if it's a new task or if it's a new partnership, also kind of be like, hey, I want to check in in you know 30 minutes to an hour just to make sure we're on the right track. So then that way, you know, time's not wasted if all of a sudden you're, you get what you got back and you're like, this isn't what I asked for. Um, so I think that's also important as well. Yes, that is a really big point. You don't want to have eight hours go by. You check in with your assistant at the end of the day, what happened, how'd it go? And they give you back a one pager that is nothing that you expected. And they just wasted eight hours of your time and their time that will definitely put you over the edge to say, I'm not delegating anymore. This isn't for me. I'm doing it all myself. Right. I think another really, really important step in delegation is creating videos, creating a how-to video. It will, if you're doing a task yourself, it will take you no time to hit record for free on a Loom, a Zoom, whatever video recording screen sharing system you want to use. Hitting screen share, hitting record, executing your task. Maybe you talk through it a little bit, tell them what you want, why you do it, how you do it. Stop, send it to them, and they have a perfect step-by-step -step instruction as to what exactly you want done and why. I know this doesn't obviously account for every type of task you're asking for someone to do, right? If you're asking them to put calendar invites or go through emails, that's not really going to work, but it can still give them a sense of what to answer, what to put on your calendar, how do you like to color code, how you like to put time zones, descriptions, et cetera. So it's still extremely helpful. And I think that it is probably top three necessary things for being successful in delegation. I would agree. The next, 
The next tip I want to talk about, I know you have a lot of experience in is using tech and platforms to your advantage on how to assign tasks, how to not forget, right? Our memory is the worst list management system you can have. So tech is there to help us. So what, I know there are a lot of platforms. What do you feel is your favorite? Maybe. <laughs> I know there are a lot, right? There are Asana, Monday, you can use Smartsheets, you can use a Teamwork, Google Drive, Sheets, Docs, whatever you want. So there is a great array, but being an expert in this field, what is your, your top? So I am a huge fan of Airtable, ClickUp, and Asana. I do like Trello, but to me, I like to see everything in lists and Trello uses a lot of cards. Um, right, like a board like, style. So yeah. it plays yeah. with your, behavior, your behavioral and work style. Yes. So, um, and the one thing I like about Asana is I can, you know, make it look like Trello if I really wanted to. So, um, but the one good thing about Asana is that there's a free version and it doesn't cap you. So like monday.com is also a go-to of mine. The only problem with monday.com is they only give you, I think a seven day trial and then you have to pay for it. They don't give you a free option. Um, at least in my experience, I haven't been able to find a free option. So a lot of the time that, um, so my assistants that come with me, I use Asana. One of the first things I tell them is this is where you're gonna find your work. Um, as soon as I assign you something, you actually, they get notified. So they'll get an email reminder like, hey, Cassandra just assigned you something. If there's a due date, it will tell them the due date. I can list priorities. So if it's a high, low, or medium, um, I can put other contributors on there. So there's been some times where, you know, we've had to have a task, um, start with one assistant and then have another assistant jump in and everything is in the Asana because all of the notes, anything that I have to check is in there. Any, you know, it's kind of like a save, a keepsake um, or a paper trail would be the, or an electronic trail, I guess, whichever one you want to say it. Um, so, and it's very transparent. It's very open. It's something that allows me to track. Um, if something's completed, I can go back and find it. Um, and that has been very, very beneficial, especially in delegating. Cause I can, there's a viewpoint where it will tell me who's working on what, um, and their progress on it. If I need it, if it's a long-term project. So that's been something that's definitely been very helpful. Um, because I do, you know, I do have um, some client load. So it's, it's nice to delegate that work out and still be able to track it as if I was doing it myself. Taking it down to a rudimentary explanation of what these platforms can do for you. They can create lists. They can organize into boards. They can take the list and prioritize deadline. But I think for the CEO, COO, busy entrepreneur, they can create notifications. They can create reminders about when projects are due, what you had on your plate, what goals you have set, what markers you may want to meet. 
And some of them will integrate with your email. Some of them will also be able to take your task from an email that you send to the platform. So if you are someone that does not like to use platforms, does not want to download it on your phone, does not want to open it on your computer, you prefer to send an email, send a text, some of these platforms can also do that for you. You can just simply add a task by sending a text or an email. So I think that's important to note as well that just because you may be shied away from a platform you're not really a fond of, there are other ways to go about it if your behavioral style doesn't match with using these different project management softwares. Yeah, uh, I would agree. And then there are, um, I know a lot of our clients um, and a lot of CEOs and COOs and entrepreneurs out there use Slack for communication. And a lot of these um, project managements and Google Drives as well also integrate. So you can also keep track of everything um, within what you're talking. And then I know, like you'd stated with email, I know for, um, for one example, ClickUp, it's a, a project management as well. And you can put that right into as an add-on to your email and it will take everything and then move it right for you um, without a problem. So that also integrates as well. How do you think using these platforms has changed your day-to-day functionality? Um, it keeps me more organized. <laughs> so um, how about I, your productivity level? Um, I definitely, um, well, delegation in general, since I've been able to start delegating out has definitely allowed me to do more. Um, so because I used to, you know, handle everything myself, because that's just how, like you stated, you know, oh, I will just handle it. It's not a big deal. Well, now that I have delegated items out to other assistant, it allows me to focus on the bigger picture. So it allows me to focus on, you know, employee, employee engagement or goals for 2022 or, you know, anything like that without having to worry about the smaller items because I know that my trusted assistants are going to handle it. Um, and then, like I said, using the, you know, the tools that we have, it allows me to still check in and still see, okay, everything is still moving the way it's supposed to be. If um, a deadline is passed and I haven't heard anything, it allows me to be notified that I can also still follow up and get a, an update. Um, so it doesn't leave me out of the loop of the clients in general, um, which is always great. So, because that's one of the worst things to have is all of a sudden you miss something and you get an email and you know, they're like, what happened? And you're like, I have no idea. And that's not something you want to be a part of. So it definitely keeps me more straight. <laughs> um, I'm also old school and I, I write everything down. Um, I used to print a battle plan. Um, a battle plan is just a fancy word for a to-do list in the corporate world, I guess you could state. Um, and I would print one out every day and I would have it on my desk and I would just check off what I knew I needed to be done, needed to be done. And then I would scan it back into my drives. Do you know how much work that is? <laughs> yeah, I do not recommend that at all. <laughs> yeah. If you are still doing that, stop. There are notepads now. It, so if you are a writer, right, we can't help that if we hate typing things down, we need to write it down and see it. 
there are now notepads you can buy that will auto upload your handwritten notes and bye bye paper. So if you are still using paper and they're piled on your desk and those are your lists, no, big no. Yeah, don't do that. Move to a calendar management, move to a project management, whatever you may need to do. It will help increase how many goals you are exactly achieving. Uh, I do, I can't say that I don't agree with Cassandra that writing things down helps me. So I agree, but get a yeah. notepad, <laughs> yep. an electronic notepad. They can be a little pricey. They can be a little pricey, but they will save you time in the long run. They will allow you to hit those milestones, which will turn into revenue. And you may figure out that I wrote down what I wanted to, I met my goals and I obtained two new clients and those two new clients well paid for that notepad that I just purchased. So exactly. Uh, and that's time scanning. <laughs> you see yeah. how much you pay yourself to scan into the yeah. computer. Very true. Very true. I mean, I would also definitely state that uh, my delegation has also allowed me to take on additional clients if we need it. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm full as it is, but at the same point, because I can delegate out, it still allows me to be like, oh, well, I can handle that or I can handle this. And um, instead of being like, no, I can't, or, you know, no, I can't take on any more work. It allows you to, you know, take on what you need to. So that's definitely been helpful. And as a CEO, a COO executive, you need that time to work on the business, not in the business. Delegate those things out that are fundamental, that your admin can certainly handle for you, that social media marketing strategists can handle for you. You do not have to create your posts. You do not have to schedule things on your calendar. Going through your inbox may be like pulling teeth if you're one of those people who have 20,000 emails in your inbox. That is not me. And when I see that number on someone's phone, it drives me nuts, but someone can assist you and you should let them. Now, I know I stated in the beginning that you may have tried delegation and it just did not work because when you got the task back, you looked at it and you thought, this isn't what I wanted. I'm giving up on this. Let's talk about one, how to handle when you get something back and it is terrible. How are you communicating that to the person who executed the task for you? Are you looking back at what you asked them to do? Are you kind of doing a recap, a 360 on everything? Did you ask them for feedback? Did they understand everything? Did you ask them questions? So step one, Sandra. You get a task back and it looks like garbage. What are you doing? Um, for one, the first thing that I always have to remind myself is they are different than I am. So, because when you open up a task in you're expecting one thing, but how you communicated it could have come out completely different. So when I open up a task and I'm like, this isn't what I'm looking for. Part of me just kind of take a step back and then I will go and review what I asked them to do first, just to make sure 
that I laid out everything, if I missed something, anything along those lines. So that's one of the first steps I do. The second step um, that I handle as soon as I get, you know, that I'll go through, make sure, you know, see what it is, highlight what I need to and whatnot. But then I also will get with my assistant um, and then just kind of be like, you know, thank you for, for taking this on. Um, however, I did notice like this was missing or this was missing. Do you have a few seconds that we could go over this? Um, so it kind of ties into that whole first thing is you have to have patience. It's going to take time um, because it very well could be that, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'll just handle it. I'll, there's small correct, like corrections. I'll do it myself. But at the same point, you shouldn't do that because then no. your assistant's not going to learn and not understand that, okay, this is how they need to communicate. And then at the same point, I could have missed something in my emails. I could have thought that I stated the task was great, but they read it completely differently. So you have to have that communication between the two of you. Um, so, I mean, like my assistant and I have had that go back and forth where I've gotten a task and it was like, this isn't what I'm looking for. I've had that conversation. And then they came back and was like, well, I needed more detail in this. Okay, that's a great point. Why didn't I put more detail in that? Why did I assume that you should know that when you, in retrospect, you're not in this daily client every day. So you wouldn't know that. Um, I know this was kind of a long-winded answer, so. That's okay. Feed, so feedback, right? We're getting at feedback, review, feedback. And I wanna say, how many times does the person you're giving the task to need to get it wrong for you to say, this isn't working out and cut them from this type of task? Um, I am a firm believer of the three strike rule. I was going with the three to five rule, depending yeah. on the type of task. Yep. Depending if, on the type if, of task and de depending on the person's work ability. Yes. I would say how well you have known this person. Yep. Right. If this is, if they're a first time offender and you've been working with them for six months, okay, maybe it's a five rule instead of a three rule. If it's someone right off the gate that gets three things wrong and it is not working out and you have tried videos, you have tried patience, you have tried different methods of typing your emails or different methods of communicating. If you have laid everything out, my, it would be a three rule for me to say, this just isn't working and maybe move to the disc assessment where you know this is my communication style and this is the best that works well with me. So for example, if you are a CEO, your disc assessment is likely a high D, which means you are a visionary. You are in control, in demand, and you need someone opposite who is a C, who analytical, detail-oriented, process-oriented. It is the complete mirror image and it will work well as long as you understand the talkative differences. Um, and I say that meaning extrovert versus introvert may be, be playing a factor. So doing a deeper dive into a DISC assessment would help here. Yeah. Um, I do also kind of want to, you know, just state that sometimes, honestly, there's just a bad connection. Um, it does happen. Um, and you know, it's just 
sometimes you just can't work together. It just, you've tried everything between the two of you and it's just, you can't. Um, it's, you know, and, and that's not something personally, at least from my standpoint, it's not something to get frustrated with yourself about. You know, some people just don't click. Not everyone's as, or as my mom would say, you know, not everyone's going to like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of just have to grin and bear it. And it's, you know, it's a trial and error until you finally find that niche where you're like, okay, you know, we've been working great for about a month and you know, this is how it's going to go, but it, it's going to take time to get there. Um, I agree. So, so yeah. for our listeners that already have someone there that you can delegate to, I think putting these steps into place is going to be essential for you to move those mundane tasks off your plate and to really focus on growing your business and working on furthering your goals rather than working in the company. For those of our listeners who don't have anyone already in place to delegate to, and you're thinking, do I need to hire someone? Do I need someone in the office? This, uh, how the environment is, how COVID is, what do I do to try and hire someone? Hiring can be expensive. All of the liability that falls with hiring someone. Do you go to Upworks and just have a contractor instead? What are the next steps for you to take? Going to say one, evaluate the tasks that you have at hand and how many there are. Then do your research. Contractor versus employee versus virtual assistant. Which bucket is going to best work for you? And it may be trial and error. I would not advise going straight to hiring an employee because of the amount of money that goes into hiring an employee. You are looking at probably 10 to 15,000 just for a part-time employee off the bat. And I'm not talking about paying the employee. I'm talking about the money that goes into trying to find and hire someone. Yeah. If you are looking on Upworks, Fiverr, if I said that correctly, (laughs) you are likely going to find a contractor who there are no deadlines. The communication may just be via Upwork. You may not get their email address. I think they now have video calls, but I'm not sure that many of them will take a video call. Uh, and you're paying for something up front that may come back terrible. And now you've spent $300 on, you don't know what a virtual assistant. I may be biased, but I think is a great way to go. There is control there within the virtual assistant company. I know virtual assist USA has employees. Some of the virtual assistant companies may have contractors. So do your research. Uh, Because if you're looking for a virtual assistant company that have contractors, you may as well use Upworks and find someone that matches your own style. Um, So a virtual assistant company like Virtual Assist USA, who has employees, takes responsibility for if something is done incorrectly, right? They are employees of that company. Start small. Go with a small budget. Try 20 hours, see what happens with the assistant and if things work. What do you think, Cassandra? Do you think I missed any buckets of contractor, employee, virtual assistant? No, I don't think you missed any um, buckets. I mean, I would 
state, like when you had stated, um, you know, when you're thinking about the tasks that you need um, and you're kind of starting, honestly, so for example, um, I've had a client that has been like, you know, I'm not sure if I should give this to you because it's just, I have to, you know, I have to schedule, I have to schedule travel. I can, I can, I can go on JetBlue like it's nothing. And it's like, okay, but you know, what else are you working on? Oh, well, you know, it's the end of the year. I have to close my fiscal. Okay. Well I can shop JetBlue for you, which would then, I don't know if you've tried to buy airline tickets recently, but there are so many more steps and then the hotel and then travel and then, you know, all of that fun stuff that can end up down a rabbit hole. And two hours later, those could have been two hours that you used working on your fiscal year instead of adding an additional time. Even if you think it's, it's minimal, even calling doctor's offices, you like, we sit on hold for you. So you don't have to, um, Great point. that's, I think that's also something else. Like, even if you're not a hundred percent sure, um, of what type of task you can do. I mean, I mean, I'm probably biased as well, but you know, Virtual Assist USA, we handle a plethora of tasks and different skill sets and different, you know, categories, like nothing is too small to be handled. So that, that was a fabulous point. Let's recap for our listeners, delegation success tips. So one, patience. It will pay off in the long run. I don't know how many times you have said it today. It will pay off in the long run. How much you pay yourself to schedule your JetBlue flight when you could be paying your assistant a fraction of the cost will save you in the long run. Create videos, how-to videos, screen share, audio, video, all the above. They are essentially evergreen and they don't need to go to just one admin. They can go to the next admin if they need to. Understanding communication behind delegation. We talked about DISC, platforms, tech, use them, interchange them, try them out. Some of them are free. Take advantage of trying out the free ones because if you're a first time user of these platforms, it will help. Delegation will change your day to day. Ask for feedback questions when reviewing the tasks to make sure who you're delegating to is understanding you. And then lastly, as Cassandra pointed out, always ask if they can handle something for you. Don't assume that they can't because you may be greatly surprised. I think we gave the listeners a lot in this episode. Well, also to touch upon the, you know, don't assume that they can't. I also kind of want to state, you know, at least for a virtual assist USA, you would get, I mean, you get one virtual assistant. However, if there is a task, I don't know. I have 25 other assistants that can help me. So you not only get one, but you get a team. Um, So that's also something to take into consideration. So like, if I don't have accounting skills, but Nicole, you do, I can team up with you and we can go, we can, we can delegate and go back and forth. (laughs) We can. And that's, again, I left out my buckets. That's one of the (laughs) perks to working with a virtual assistant company, such as virtual assist USA, that you have a 
plethora of skill sets within that company that you're hiring. Whereas if you're working with just one employee, their skill sets are limited. If you're working with just one contractor, their skill set is limited. They may not have the, I'm going to figure it out on my own time hat to wear because I don't know how to use Asana, right? You're going to end up paying how to train them or you know what? I don't know how to invoice. So you're going to have to do it yourself mentality. Virtual Assist USA definitely has that option for delegating to more than one person within a company for the money that you're paying. Any last minute thoughts before we wrap up? So definitely patience, like we've said before, but also with you just kind of taking that first couple weeks and diving right in with your assistant, learning how each other operate, communicate and work. It's going to save you so much time in the long run to the point where it will become second nature to the two of you. Um, I think that's also something to keep in mind that, yeah, it's going to be a work in progress the first couple of weeks, but it will pay off in the long run. I agree. Make sure you have all of these delegation tips written down, make sure that you have processes in place when you're working with your assistant so that we always say, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, that someone else can seamlessly take over and it won't cost 10 arms and 10 legs and it won't tank your, your business. So make sure when you are putting these delegation tips, pen to paper, you are having them written down, saved in a folder, wherever it may be. Don't we also have delegation tips for a free guide on our Facebook group? We do. We do. So if you go to our website, virtualassistusa.com, there is a free guide that you can just uh, enter your information and it will be emailed to you. It is part of our virtual magazine. So if you are looking for something that's more concrete, you can go there. Otherwise, we look forward to having you listen to another episode of Not Your Average CEO Lifeline in another episode. You've been listening to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts, Danielle Cuomo, CEO, Nicole Elves, Chief Operations Officer, and Cassandra Blake, Virtual Operations Manager. This podcast has been sponsored by Virtual Assist USA. If you would like to know more about the hosts, or exploring virtual assistant services, visit virtualassistusa.com for more information, free virtual guide magazines, access to networking groups, and much more.